you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. Ladies and gentlemen of Mountaineer Nation, today, from the Trio 4 Productions studio, we bring you the State of the Position Address. This extensive examination into each position group of the 2019 West Virginia University football team will be brought to you by the unrelenting host of the Country Roads webcast, the inauspicious Jordan Cruz. We thank you for your time. And with no further ado, we present to you this week's State of the Position Address. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast, brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics, found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Back again today to continue the State of the Position series, moving over to the offensive side of the ball finally, and we're going to kick things off by discussing the state of the offensive line position. So with no further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk about the departing players from the offensive line. The departing players West Virginia has lost off the offensive line are Yadnika Just via graduation, now with the New England Patriots, drafted in the NFL draft. Isaiah Hardy also graduated. Joe Brown also uh, left the program. And Matt Jones left the program as a grad transfer to go to Youngstown State, where his wife attends. So he's going to be going there for his final year of eligibility at Youngstown State. Had been the team's starting center the past few seasons, but he's decided to move on and become a grad transfer and go to Youngstown State. So those are the four departing players West Virginia has lost on the offensive line heading into 2019. Now let's discuss the players that the Mountaineers have returning and will be available for the upcoming season. Okay, so breaking this down by class, we'll start with the seniors and move down through the freshmen. And um, starting it off, we'll start off with Colton McKivitz, redshirt senior, six foot seven, three hundred twelve pounder. I think a man that needs no introduction. Uh, West Virginia's lone first teamer on the All Big Twelve Conference preseason team this year. Going to be playing left tackle this season. Had played right throughout his career as Yannicka Just was the left tackle, but started virtually since he uh, was eligible to play as a redshirt freshman. At right tackle, has played the left at times in the past uh, when Kajust was out with injury or had to go out for a few plays or whatever. Sometimes they'd move Colton McKivitz over there, so it's not like he's inexperienced as the blindside left tackle there, but that's where he'll be playing full-time this season and hopefully continues to have just as strong a career as he had up to this point in his final go-round as a senior in 2019, protecting the West Virginia quarterback's blindside. Then you have the another senior who will be manning the tackle spot on the opposite side, taking over that right tackle spot, and that's Kelby Wickline, redshirt senior, six foot four, three hundred and one pounder, came to West Virginia as a JUCO transfer a couple years ago. Um, last season, you know, saw action sparingly. Um, the most action he got to see was against uh, the Texas Longhorns when Yadnika Just was ejected from that game pretty early on. I believe first or second quarter. I want to say second quarter. Um, and Kelby Wickline filled in admirably. Um, did a great job. You know, couldn't even tell that. Um, 
there was no drop off with Kelby Wickline in there and even provided the block that sealed off the two point conversion when Will Greer ran in for the game winning two point conversion play against Texas. So, should be pretty solid on the tackle spots with two seniors being the bookends of that offensive line at those two tackle spots Colton McKivitz on the left, Kelby Wickline on the right. And then you have Michael Brown, redshirt junior, six foot three, three hundred fifty-five uh, pounder. And Mike Brown's a good story. I didn't even play football until his senior year of high school. Uh, decided to play his brother Joe Brown. I'm sure people remember last year started a few games on the offensive line. He's no longer with the program. Mike Brown's still around though. Is a redshirt junior. And Mike Brown last year really needed to uh, develop and take that year to develop. And so he has done that now. And feel, they feel like he's really taken a step to where he's probably going to be the starting right guard on this team. Or starting left guard, I do believe, actually. Excuse me. Starting left guard. So um, looking at Mike Brown there. And um, like I said, you know, he's got, come a long way from not playing football to his senior year of high school. Going to Juco with his brother Joe Brown. Then the two coming to West Virginia as Juco transfers last season. Um, Joe Brown being the one that uh, played, Mike Brown, you know, taking a year to kind of develop, but now he's ready to go, and they they said that he's really taken steps forward and progressed well, especially through the spring from where he was at the beginning to where he is now. So um, that's Mike Brown, redshirt junior. Then you have another redshirt junior, Josh Seals, six foot six, three hundred twenty eight pounder. Another guy that's been starting virtually since he was a redshirt freshman, uh, one of the more solid offensive linemen on the Mountaineer squad over the past few seasons, arguably their top offensive lineman this year. I know Colton McKivitz is the one that gets talked about, the one that got first-team All-Big 12 honors, but Josh Seals is a another one that's very solid and has great size at six foot six, 328 pounds. Pro potential for him. Hopefully he sticks around next year for his senior year because he's a guy that could probably play at the next level. But um, he's a redshirt junior, going to be man in the other guard spot. Um, so some big bodies so far, you know, this year, as you can see along the offensive line, six foot seven, six foot six, six foot four, all over 300 pounds with Seals being 330 and Mike Brown being over 350. So that bodes well for the offensive line. Moving on down the line here, talking returning players. Another redshirt junior, Jacob Butcher Grossi, six foot three, 307 pound, has played center throughout his career. Um, locked into a uh, position battle for that starting center spot last year with Matt Jones. Matt Jones ended up winning out. Uh, Jacob Butchergrossi suffered the injury um, late last season, kept him out. He's still not recovered from that, didn't get to go through the spring, still uh, not fully recovered from that, and that kind of hurts because, you know, he had a chance to lock down the starting center spot again this season, but it looks like he will not be able to do so, but he will likely be your second stringer there at center, and who knows what could happen going forward when he gets healthy, but that's a solid player to have in your rotation on the offensive line. And the uh, fellow center that has now became the starting center, it does appear, is another redshirt junior, Chase Barrett, six foot four, 298-pounder, came to West Virginia as a defensive lineman, has moved to the offensive line, and the new coaching staff really liked him as a center, and he played there throughout the spring and has kind of entrenched himself right there as possibly the team's starting center going in to fall camp. So we'll see how that progresses, and uh, I think they really like what they have there with Chase Barrett going forward there at that center position. Then you have Tyler Thurman, redshirt sophomore, 6'5", 296-pounder. Um, as Kelby Wickline was unable to play in the spring game, Tyler Thurman was the man that took the uh, starting job there at the right tackle with Kelby Wickline out, so you'll probably see him backing up there at that right tackle position. 
Then you also have Bryson Mays, redshirt freshman, six foot three, three hundred and two pounder. He was a guy that was alternating with Chase Barrett as the team was looking to somebody to fill the first team reps at the center position. And uh, Bryson Mays, although he lost out on that to Chase Barrett, um, you know at this point he's a guy that could still fill in there if needed. But he's also been working almost primarily at guard now. He competed with Michael Brown for that um, left guard spot. And, you know, Michael Brown ultimately won out. But Bryson Mays, I think, is a guy that you'll definitely see in the rotation at either guard spot or center. He can play all three. But, you know, if either guard um, either guard left or right needs a break, I think you'll see Bryson Mays be the first man up to get those reps. Redshirt freshman with a lot of potential going forward in his Mountaineer career. Then you have Junior Uzebu, another redshirt freshman, six foot five, 308-pounder. And he is probably going to be your second-string left tackle. Uh, behind Colton McKivitz, and he's a guy that could take over that left tackle position um, after Colton McKivitz' graduation. And um, really, I think he's drawn a lot of comparison to Yadni Kajust. You know, came in, uh, not too much experience, but very athletic and uh, very nimble, much in the way that Yadni Kajust did. And I think that Junior Azebu has a lot of potential for his career moving forward as well. And then you have Blaine Scott, redshirt freshman, six foot four, 328-pounder. Another guy that's going to be in the rotation at one of those guard positions has great size for a redshirt freshman and could factor into the rotation on the offensive line. And then you have a handful of uh, walk-on players, um, some of which uh, have a better chance to play than others. Zach Davis, redshirt junior, six foot two, 312-pounder. Um, Eric Stjajet, I believe is how you pronounce it, redshirt sophomore, six foot three, 268. Adam Stilley, redshirt sophomore, six foot 285-pounder, who's actually factoring in at that center position, battling for that second-team spot. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, really uh, has impressed the coaches, I believe. Then you have Daniel Buchanan, redshirt sophomore, six foot four, 304-pounder, and Noah Drummond, another redshirt freshman, six foot one, 275-pounds. So. That sums up the bodies that West Virginia has uh, returning this season. And now let's get into the uh, players that West Virginia will have coming in. The newcomers, if you will, in the help is on the way section. Help is on the way. Okay, so uh, first thing I say help is on the way. It's usually, you know, the new the new guys, the JUCO players that just were in the recruiting class or the true freshmen. But I've included a guy here that is you know, I can say help is on the way because he hasn't played this position before. He was on the West Virginia Mountaineer roster last year as a freshman, but he came as a defensive tackle, and that's James Gamitter, redshirt freshman, six foot three, three hundred and two pounder. Came as a defensive tackle. The new staff came in, liked what they saw. He was a high school wrestler, a very good high school wrestler, so they thought that boded well for him on the offensive line. So he has since transitioned over to the offensive line and trying to find his way into the rotation there. And he's a big, strong guy, so even if he doesn't find his way in there this year throughout his career, I do believe he has a great chance to. And then let's talk about the um, newcomers that are coming in. Uh, we'll start with the true freshman, and that one of which is Donovan Beaver. True freshman, six foot seven, three hundred ten pounder. So that's very impressive size for a true freshman. Um, more often than not, when you're a true freshman on the offensive and defensive line, you're going to be headed for a red shirt. So likely that he will do that. But with that type of size, he's a guy that you could definitely see a lot of potential for. Probably as a tackle, I would think personally going forward but um we'll see where he ends up throughout his career but great size and great potential with that size already as a true freshman coming in then you have parker moore true freshman six foot five 295 pounder and then the final true freshman is brandon yates six foot four 285 pounder but however as i discussed when we were covering 
the safeties with Rayshon Lynn and Osita Smith. Um, Brandon Yates is the third guy. Those are the three guys that have not yet enrolled at WVU. They were in this past recruiting class. Everyone else is on campus. It's questionable if those guys will end up uh, making an in or not. So um, don't quite pencil Brandon Yates into that roster just yet because not looking like he may – you know, it's very questionable that he will um, make it and be able to enroll at WVU, as is Rayshon Lynn and Osita Smith at the time. Um, out of the three, I think Osita Smith is the one that possibly could make it. I have high, I'm highly doubting that Brandon Yates and Rayshon Lynn get to enroll at WVU this fall. They may likely head to a junior college or something like that. But fingers crossed for Osita Smith. So. Those are the freshmen, and there is one more newcomer that West Virginia added, and uh, it's going to be definitely, um, definitely can be classified as a person that can help and that is on the way. Well, not so much on the way, considering he's already on campus and has been for a good little bit now, and that is a JUCO transfer, John Hughes. Yes, John Hughes, not the famous director of the Brat Pack teen films from the 80s, a classic director, one of the best. But no, this John Hughes is an offensive lineman, comes to West Virginia as a sophomore, a six foot four, 305-pounder, originally from the state of Texas, Carrollton, Texas. And um, he's a guy that has a retro year available if he needs it, but I think that they would like for him to be able to contribute right away. And uh, so he has four years to play three seasons as he's coming as a true sophomore. So um, that was a good uh, pickup for West Virginia late in the recruiting class. And um, John Hughes could factor in to the rotation going forward. We'll have to see where it shakes out in fall camp. So those are the bodies that West Virginia has this year on the offensive line. I think they're pretty set with their starters. And it's just kind of finding some guys that they can rotate in. And, you know, because you need to have, you know, eight to ten offensive linemen at least, you know, especially in a league like the Big 12. You can't have just your starters play. You know, those guys are going to get tired. You need to have depth along that offensive line. So I think that's what they're working to do to establish depth right now. But I think the solid, the starters are pretty solidified with Colton McKivitz at the left tackle, Mike Brown at the left guard, Chase Barrett at the center, Josh Sills at the right guard, and Kelby, and Kelby Wickline at the right tackle. And as far as a two deep at that position – I think that right now you could look at something like um, left tackle, Colton McKivitz, uh, second string being Junior Azebu, um, left guard, I think you could see Michael Brown with a backup of uh, Bryson Mays, center, I think you could see Chase Barrett with a backup of Jacob Butchergrossi, but don't count out Adam Steele yet as he's been working there as well. Um, right guard, um, you'll have Josh Seals, and I think you'll have a backup of either Blaine Scott, the redshirt freshman, or John Hughes, the uh, Juco transfer. But James Gamitter could also factor in to one of those guard spots, possibly. And then at right tackle, I think you'll have Kelby Wickline backed up by Tyler Thurman, the redshirt sophomore. So that's just kind of a prediction on my end of what I think a two-deep could look like um, going into fall camp with this offensive line. So... Having said that, discussed who departed, who's returning, what help is on the way, and what a possible two-deep could look like. Um, as far as the state of the position, I would say uh, fair. It's it's fair. It's I think that West Virginia has some experienced guys. I think their starters have the potential to really be good. Um, I think Colton McKillis is a great lineman. I think Josh Stills is a great lineman. I think Kelby Wickline has shown the potential to be a great lineman. I think Michael Brown has a very high ceiling. He's just inexperienced and still kind of uh, learning as he goes. And then I think that Chase Barrett is kind of in that same uh, boat as Mike Brown, having not played offensive line at West Virginia 
for too long, and then I think they have some young guys with a lot of potential. I think, you know, Junior Zebu is going to have a good career here. I think Bryson Mays is going to have a good career here. So it's just um, more of a matter of getting a lot of these guys' experience and letting them learn and, and progress as things go kind of like the team motto has been so far as, you know, trust the climb. And I think with a lot of these players, that's what you're going to have to do um, as you're trying to find guys to rotate in on this offensive line. But I think the position is uh, definitely fair to good um, would be my uh, opinion on the state of the offensive line position heading into 2019 at West Virginia. So having said that, that will pretty much wrap up this edition of the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. Um, if you want to, you can always follow us on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. And as always, be sure and follow Almost Heaven Athletics there on the web at almostheavenathletics.com, providing great articles. You can sign up there with an account, post on the forums, uh, follow recruiting there. Um, they post updates in the recruiting classes, team roster on there, coaching staffs, football and basketball. Uh, like them on Facebook, Almost Heaven Athletics. Follow them on Instagram and follow them on Twitter at AH Athletics WV. And then, as always, be sure and tell your friends about the podcast. Spread it around Mountaineer Nation as we continue to try and grow. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can pretty much find us here at the Country Roads webcast. As we continue to finish this State of the Position series, hopefully finish it up in the coming weeks and get into uh, more discussion of fall camp as it is just a couple weeks away now, the start of fall camp for the 2019 season and the Neil Brown era at West Virginia. So um, things are looking up and uh, it's almost football season. Can't wait to see these uh, 2019 Mountaineers take the field and it's about that time. So having said that, this has been the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions, the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics, found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. And as always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. Until next time, let's go Mountaineers! Hey!